Hello everyone, this is Mario Davis with Talks with Mario. Have you ever wanted to do podcasting? If not, that is fine, but if you have, you should really look at Anchor. It's absolutely free, they give you the tools to do it, and you don't need any fancy equipment. All you need is a computer or a smartphone, iPhone or Android, and all you need to sign up is Facebook or email. And they will spread your channel on Spotify or any other podcasting app that is available to you. And without that being said, thank you and have a wonderful day and hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talks with Mario. I'm your host, Mario Davis. And I'm your co-host, Kitty Omega. How are you doing, Kitty? I'm doing pretty good, Mario. How are you today? I'm I'm doing very well. I heard you had a birthday, so happy birthday, like birthday. Thank you, Mario. I appreciate that. No, you're very welcome. So today's topics are uh, what would happen if they would do a Big Bang Theory reunion, Um as well, we're going to be talking about what would happen if Darth Maul never gotten ha- cut in half. And one special subject that was requested from MyPie35, which will be your topic to talk about. <clears throat> That's right. That's going to be that one. Yeah. So uh, let's get started with um, talking about the topic of Big Bang Theory. Alright, let's do it. So, what do you think should happen if they should return for another show? I mean, honestly, the show was, on its own, a great show. Um, they messed a lot with, uh, with a lot of scientific terminology and everything, I guess, but the crux of it is, I think if they did bring it back, which they really freaking need to. That's true. Uh, not just keep the same characters, but I guess give them more chance to expand. I mean, yeah, they got to do plenty of character development, but I feel like they need to add more than what they did because at base, a lot of them just stayed dorky people that we really didn't understand much. Like, okay, well, are we going to have Sheldon having kids? What about if his mom comes by? When said kids. I mean, there's a lot of topics they really need to go back to because I have unresolved issues. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, Howard Wallowitz already had a baby and he got married to um, Bernadette and I remember that very vaguely. And speaking of which, I actually got, this morning got done watching a couple episodes on my season five already. But, um, yeah. I want to know Leonard ever had kids because I don't remember the show very vaguely yeah i don't i don't think they actually ever covered it and i think that actually be a really interesting dynamic for them yeah because i think adding that third party into it would really just not so much change how they interact with each other but just i guess in a lot of ways mature the characters more like give them more chance to really show hey we're we're fully adults we can do this (laughs) now how could you see the first episode of that going? 
Oh, yeah. man. Well, I think the first thing they would have to establish is, are they all still living in the same apartment building? <laughs> um, so I guess, in a lot of sense, they would either have to start it, just like with the first one, with the same broke-down elevator, or they would actually have to bring them into a more neutral setting, so where maybe they're all just meeting up, whether after work or just meeting up for fun, um, and just kind of either close out a little of the loopholes that I think they left behind with the last season. Yeah. Um, or just figure out a way of just kind of bringing that into where we're basically caught up by the time that that episode really gets up and going. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, let's not, let's not look past the fact that they never fixed the elevator. I'm trying to fig- figure out <laughs> why they never fixed it in the first place. You know, that's actually a good point, but I think it's a lot more of a commentary on the actual living situation in a lot of buildings in the bigger cities. Because when you think about it, the building itself didn't look like it was incredibly modern or that it was actually well taken care of. I mean, obviously, we spent how many years looking at a broken elevator door? A couple. <laughs> Do believe there's only so, 15 seasons. Yep. Um, so I, I think in a way the elevator itself is, is kind of commentary too on you know just what they're dealing with it's, not only are they dealing with their own struggles their careers and their own personal growth but just to add a little more to it the place that they pay for doesn't have a convenient way of them getting home very ever. true <laughs> so um, my thing is they they talked about doing friends reunion. Why not big big theory reunion? Right. Like I feel like they really should. I mean it's I guess it's because they might think it's too soon, which I don't understand why. I don't think it's ever too soon for more Big Bang Theory episodes. But I think more because even though the Big Bang Theory really is a fantastic show, they don't have that amount of nostalgia still that friends did i mean friends was at one point it almost like a friggin' movement friends <laughs> was millennial a cla- out there <laughs> i remember friends when i was younger and i was probably about young really young oh yeah i remember sitting with my mom watching friends and we weren't even like in the united states yet we were still living on the island uh, we were watching the dubbed version in spanish so like i i remember watching it with her and then after we came here and then continuing to watch it for the next decade after that so I mean that show it's it's got some roots <laughs> not trying to get off topic here but what was it like for you on the um, island well um, I mean by the way the island we're talking about is Puerto Rico um, <clears throat> I mean it was it was a lot different to what it is here um, we actually lived on a farm um, out in the middle of what would be nowhere out there. Um, we lived on a mountain, on a farm, and I went to military school for seven years. Oh. So it was, in my case, very isolated in a lot of ways. Right. But the, the bright side is military school, you're forced to speak in English. So that's the only reason I sound this good now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I get mad, the accent still comes out. But <laughs> in general conversation, it's not there. So, I mean, 
it was a lot like being here, but the hurricanes, oof, man. Very bad up there. Oh, yeah. The area that the island itself is in, it's in the pathway of most of them. So even if it's just a glancing blow, you're still getting hit. The, the island itself is only about 100 nautical miles by 35 nautical miles um, in that, as an estimate. So it's a tiny little place. And no matter how little that storm is, it's still going to hit all of it. Right. So that was my next question. Did you have to learn English? Mm-hmm, I did. Um, Spanish is my first language, but um, in school, um, I mean, it's almost a standard in Puerto Rico, the same way that in a lot of schools here, you learn a second language. But for us, it's it sticks. Like you have to learn it from the time that you start school in first grade all the way to high school, or at least that's how it was when I was on the island. Right. I don't know how it is now. You know, I've been away from there for 22 years, so the school system may have changed, but it used to be mandatory. Right. Um, so, th- you know, because the island is a U.S. Commonwealth, you know, all, most of the legal documents are both in English and Spanish. So they try to make sure that you're prepared to be able to read them both. Um, and since we are U.S. citizens and can fly to the U.S. at any time, you know, it might help to know it. Right. It doesn't mean it sticks. I mean, do you remember any foreign languages you took in school? <laughs> um, I remember being at least four to five years old, learning Spanish at a young age, mm-hmm. but it never stuck. I, I remember some of it, but it never stuck. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that happens even now um, with a lot of Puerto Ricans, even though they teach us, um, it doesn't stick for a lot of them, especially when they stay on the island. And that's just basic usage if you spend all your days speaking in spanish instead of in english eventually you'll lose it um but that's that's true of anything i still use it because i mean in my work that's i need to use both but goodness sorry but even if it was something where if i stopped using it i would probably forget it at some point whether it was my first language or not right now before we get off topic here speaking of big bang theory what, who was your favorite character off the show? Oh, oh, you're gonna make me pick. Yeah. Oof. You're allowed <laughs> up to three. Okay, that's that's a little that's a little more fair. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. If if I really have to get down to it, um, oh man, oh, I hope I don't get any hate for this. Uh-oh. Whatever, um. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so I used to love Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, just she was quirky, she was fun. Um, but I used to love her, Raj, because he was just as awkward as me. Um, and honestly, I Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Like if I have to pick out of all of them, those are my three. I don't care how close off or callous anybody saw Sheldon as, that man is my base persona whenever I'm in an uncomfortable situation. Right. So yeah, that's that's my three. So how about you? Well, it's funny you ask because my three would have to be Leonard, of course, because I grew up like Leonard. I was very nervous to talk to women and girls and growing up in high school. And then I just You? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up nervous talking around women. But I was always awkward like Leonard when it comes to talking to women. That would also follow the category of Raj, but I never 
drunk, never had a drink, anything to talk to women. <clears throat> now, my second favorite would be Penny because she's just awesome in itself. She makes the show funny with her little smart, smart ass jokes and all that and whatnot. <laughs> And that's kind of <laughs> like me as well. I yeah. usually bust out as someone's like having a bad day or something. I just bust out with a smart ass joke. <laughs> and yes, they, work. they work every time. You can ask the queen on that one. <laughs> oh, I've heard. <laughs> now, the last one would be Sheldon because I cut, I grew onto his one phrase throughout the show. And that phrase is. Bazinga. Yes. <laughs> that was the most famous phrase he used in the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's also the knock, knock, penny. Knock, knock, penny. Yeah, that's okay. it. Penny, penny. I remember that. <laughs> I remember <clears throat> one episode when he got scared and Penny and Leonard was together and he just went, uh, he got scared of the house being robbed again. And he went to their door. Oh my god! And he went like Leonard and Penny, Leonard and Penny, Leonard and Penny. <laughs> my favorite line for him was, "I'm not crazy. My mother yes. had me tested." <laughs> He's just that way, I guess. I don't know. It never. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think it ever specified that if he had any issues. Well, I think not so much that they confirmed it in any way, but a lot of his mannerisms, a lot of the way that he acts where, you know, he's absolutely brilliant at his work, but completely socially awkward and cannot pick up on social cues. A lot of people really saw that as um, a way of them showing um, him being on the spectrum. Now, I don't know how true that is. I've, Honestly, I should have really looked into it. But I know that that is something that a lot of people make the assumption of. And frankly, he does show a lot of traits that people on the spectrum would. True. Um, so that's why I also like it. Because, there, you know, a lot of people assume that because you can't socially interact with people or that you can't pick up on social cues that you can't be smart. But, I mean, look at Sheldon. The man is, I mean, I know he's a character, but he is friggin' brilliant. Well, that's very true. <clears throat> But again, his arrogance is what gets me. But that's the thing. It's It would seem as arrogance. But for somebody on the spectrum, it's not so much arrogance. It's just, it's a fact. Like, I don't know if that comes off as making sense. But he's not seeing it as him being arrogant. He is just telling you exactly how it is. Right. It might seem arrogant to you if you don't agree with him. But... You know, he's like, no, I'm right. This is this is the facts. This is how it works. This is the logic of it. And you just accept it, whether you like it or not. Right. <laughs> well, <clears throat> moving on from this topic, um, we, I think we covered what would happen if they did a reunion. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Next topic would be, what would happen in the Star Wars universe? What would happen if Darth Maul never got cut in half and he replaced Anakin and Darth Vader throughout the franchise. What would happen? What do you think would happen? Oh, man. Well, for one, I don't think the Death Star would have ever been blown up. Um, 
we also completely removed the Skywalker like family line at that point. If well, I don't think we removed them, but we definitely keep Anakin from rising more in power as he would have because by the time that you know Darth Maul, if we would have gotten to that point, and Anakin had never been picked up like he was and actually gotten into the Jedi Council, etc. That's an entire like family line there that would be gone. So we wouldn't have, you know, the Skywalkers. You wouldn't have, you know, eventually Princess, eventually General Leia Organa. Right. So I don't I don't see how the Republic itself or not the Republic but the rebels would actually have any chance right. against the Sith at that point. Well, I could I mean, I, oof. I could see where I could see if Anakin never turned evil, he would have his son Luke and Leia, and then he would still have his wife at that point. And then I think further down along the movies that the Skywalkers would have to face his race. I mean, it is possible, but. You have to remember this, though. The only reason Anakin was allowed to become a Padawan at all was because of Darth Maul causing the explosion. And if he never got cut in half during that fight, I mean, I don't think Obi-Wan would have survived. I think that, that was the only thing that really gave him the upper hand in that fight. Because, I mean, eventually in the in the cartoons and in, even in some of the... Um, books that are out there he doesn't die when he goes into that pit he's just you know yep. cut in half but at the same time if when you consider it if that event hadn't happened who's to say that obi-wan would have survived without obi-wan anakin never goes to become a jedi because if you remember the council was against yeah. it and he he was the one that advocated for them to bring him in so he may have never actually gone through and even met Amidala to even have oh, that's true. Which doesn't mean there wouldn't be a different line, but I don't think, you know. Yeah. Which brings me to my next question for this. What would happen if Obi-Wan became a Sith? Mm. Well, that's a hard one. I mean, where I can see it going is he trains Anakin and Anakin automatically becomes a Sith and uh, Padme never dies and they like they have a, a Sith family. I mean, in, in one sense, it would actually be really interesting to see because I'd have to be able to see that moment where he's corrupted enough because he is like the biggest advocate for the Jedi. Yes. Like, you know, over and over, he's like, no, you know, you were supposed to be the the chosen one. You know, he's so just gung-ho about everything that the Jedi stand for. And I think I would just be interested to see where that moment comes in. Like, as the Joker would say, that one bad day. Yeah. That would actually turn him. Like, I think that would be the most, ooh, it would have to be catastrophic. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> well, speaking of Joker, 
Now, this is one of my topics that I picked out for this this episode. <clears throat> Speaking of Joker, who? Okay, oh no, there's going to be a lot of controversy on this one, but I'm willing to risk it. Um, uh-uh. your opinion? Who is the best Joker? Oh, and this is a hard one for me, and it's not because I can't pick one. It's okay. So let me explain. If we're talking, who has embodied him the best? And I don't care if people like this or not, but Mark Hamill, haha, Luke Skywalker, was the voice of the Joker for the animated yes. series, and of course he gets a heads up because, or not a heads up, he gets that advantage because it's animated, so his character can look exactly like it's supposed to. But that voice is what makes the character. So in that aspect, like, just for that, yeah, he gets bonus points. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is you get different aspects of the Joker depending on what time frame you're seeing him in. Like, way back in the day in the 50s or 60s, um, it was uh, uh, George Romero. Mm-hmm. And he was the clown. Like, literally, he was the clown. Um and that was one aspect of the Joker. Then, you know, fast forward from there, um, I believe the next one after that was uh, was Jack Nicholson, yeah, wasn't it? I think so. And he was, yeah, he was the gangster version. You know, he was the mob boss. He was the guy trying yeah. to take over stuff. Um, sorry. Then after him, you get, I think that's when Ledger came out. Um, Heath Ledger is the next one in 2008. Yep. Yeah, yep. So, you know, you have Heath Ledger, who was, as he himself say it, the chaos. So, I mean, so far, even with, and even with Leto, and I don't, I honestly don't think that the edits that they made to Suicide Squad put that particular Joker in the best light, because you never see him yeah. develop as a character at all in that movie, so... I know that people don't like it. Some people don't like the look of it, but I didn't like the look of the new Harley as, at first, but you get over that. The portrayal is what matters. So if you're looking at it aspect-wise, we never really get a whole Joker unless it's the Mark yeah. Hamill version. And even when we go to the newest one, which was the, um, the Joaquin Phoenix version, here you get basically the psychosis. You get the insanity but on literal medical terms. So, I, I mean, honestly, I can't pick one. If I have to technically, yeah, yeah Mark Hamill. But he gets the bone, you know, he's animated. <laughs> but as far as live actors who have played that role, oh, God, yeah, I, I can't pick because I've never gotten a whole Joker out of, it, out of them. I've gotten aspects of a character and never a whole Joker out well- of it. Interesting fact about this topic of uh, Heath Ledger's, which is my personal favorite in my opinion. But did you know that Heath Ledger is the only act? Well, I want to say the only actor because I don't know now. I haven't done any research on that. But as far as my knowledge, he's the only actor that got an Academy Award for playing the villain as the Joker. I think you might be right. Because I remember hearing something about he was the only actor that's ever played a villain and got an Academy Award for playing a villain. 
Well, I mean, he was the first. So you're absolutely right. He was the first to get it. But then um, Joaquin Phoenix also got an Oscar for playing the Joker. Right. So now you got. You I know. didn't. I didn't know nothing about that. Yeah. I watched that film twice, and I can't watch it again by myself because a lot of bad things happened, and it put me in a really bad state in that film. Same. <laughs> but um. Same. I mean, whew. But if they were to continue with his Joker, I think they should because we barely got anything from the first movie. And it's all, right. it's all unpredictable. Like he is the unpredictable clown prince of crime, and he's not a predictable narrator. And we should get a Joker yeah. too. And, right, and and that's what I like though about about the movie itself is a lot of people didn't like it. Oh, it's too gritty. No, no, no. You you guys are trying to think of it still in the terms of like. The Tim Burton style of the Batman movie, etc. You you want it to be haha funny and and sometimes it was for well yeah me, but it's <laughs> this is one of those things where you have to realize it's an origin story and if you watch you know growing up watching the cartoons and everything some of the even reading it in the comics the Joker character when you actually try to get into his background the stuff they write is dark. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, they're they're trying to do no no no. You don't understand. They're not trying to make it greedier than it needs to be. They are literally bringing it back to how it should have been from the beginning. Because <clears throat> I remember watching the cartoon and they had that the one bad day episode and right. oh my god, like I had to pause it. I'm like, my, I had to get my kids out of the room. I'm like, y'all can't be watching this. Uh, we will watch something else later. I will sit and watch this. Uh, I mean. With this movie, it's they really went down to this is how you snap a person to where they can do the things that they do and they don't yeah. care. And then that eternal mind screw that they give you where you realize that the girl was a hallucination the whole time. Or at least her involvement right. in his life. Whoa. <laughs> that. Mm. And- yep. <laughs> and speaking of Batman and Joker, um, did you know? Have you ever have you read the news about who's playing the Batman in the next trilogy or TV show or whatever they're doing? You mean Cedric Diggory? Yeah, him. Yeah, I can't, I can't see it. <laughs> I cannot see him playing Batman. So, all right. Here's the thing, I, and a lot of people couldn't see Ben Affleck doing Batman, or even. Um, Christian Bale. I remember people were like, "No, he can't be." I I don't want to judge. I'm gonna stop right there, right quick. Um, in my opinion, Christian okay. Bale was the best. He was. He really was. But I remember when they were first casting the movie, and the news got out that he was going to play Batman. People saying, "Oh no, you know he's he's not going to be able to do it right." Like there was a lot. Of, I don't know why, because if these people had ever watched the movie Equilibrium, they would have known yeah. he was the man for the job. Um, but yeah, um, I always, I I always had that thing where it's like, oh no, this person can't be Batman, and it always turns out okay. So I don't know. Right. I, I want to see it. I really would do. 
I, I want to judge it on merit as opposed to just opinion because I mean I'm he was a good act, yeah. he's a good actor you know regardless of what people remember him from whether um this is Robert Pattinson um um whether they remember him from you know Harry Potter or any of his other movies that he's done or shows he's a yeah. pretty good actor I mean I I basically like I feel like I've grown up watching this dude come up and he might be able to do it justice. Like I, I don't know. I, I really, I really just want to see it. I want to give him a chance to do it. Well, that's fair, <clears throat> I suppose. Oh, speaking of Christian Bale, fun fact. Um, have you ever seen the movie called The Machine with him in it? Yeah, that. The Machinist. Well, yes. Yes, Fun fact about that one. He had to lose weight to look like he did in that movie. Very unhealthy, but he had to lose weight to look that bony. Yeah, he's a... Uh, him, along with, I want to say, Tom Hanks and even Kubo Goody Jr. are some of, like, the most, like, intense method actors right. I've ever seen. And, and I bring, you know, Tom Hanks up because, you know, Castaway, he went through something similar, but Christian Bale took it to a whole nother, like, I remember, oh my god, I remember watching it and being like, wow, what did he do to himself? Like, <laughs> legit had <Yeah>. concerns <laughs> while I was watching this movie. <laughs> like, oh my god, Christian, why? But, you know, he does what he needs to do to make his roles work, and yes. I'm grateful for it, because it's a it's a good show no matter what. <laughs> now, I remember Castaway very vaguely. And the thing that disturbed me as a kid watching it and scared me for some reason is him finding that dead body in those. Yeah. Now. That's always yeah. a hard one to watch. <laughs> now, that being said, I liked how he came up with the concept of uh, making his imaginary friend Wilson out of dodgeball and blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think and it, uh, there's a lot of heartbreaking moments in that movie, but I think for me, still to this day, like unresolved trauma when Wilson yeah. falls off the boat. I know it's a volleyball. I'm aware that it's just a volleyball with a bloody handprint on it. I still cry. Right. <laughs> And I, I ugly cried the same way he did when that ball fell off that boat. Now, the most painful part oh, for man. me in Castaway would be him taking that uh, skate thing, uh, the ice skate, and then taking it and pulling his, his breaking his teeth out. Oh, man. Yeah. Like when he done it, I actually felt that. I I think we all did. Like just thinking about it right now, my whole mouth is like, nope, nope, nope. Right. <laughs> no. Oh man. The one that kills me is people always ask, Well, what was in the box? What was in the box? Um, the last box that was left that he never yeah. opened with the wings. What do you think was in the box? Because you never you never find out. Well, I mean, 
I wish they would have specified what was in that last box, like him going home and taking him with him, and he like a deleted scene kind of like he take it home and uh, he opens it and he just smiles and and it, I don't know, it could have been anything. For all we know, it could be like ten grand in cash. I mean, it could have been anything. It could have been right. a satellite phone. That would have been messed up. I know somebody mentioned that. <laughs> right, like that would have been like the ultimate, like really the whole time. But I mean, it's it's sweet in a way that they do, like keep it not so much a secret, but that they keep that box closed because I think in a lot of ways he's the one that you know, like that box is what kept them going in a lot of ways. Like you know, his job was packages. This is the one that survived that he didn't open. Right. You know, I don't know. Hope through a box with yeah. wings. Who knows? <laughs> now, <laughs> now, I have to ask, what, like, what year were you born in? I was born in 1987. Now, that's, uh, the question is, for this reason why I asked that, is what video games did you grow up on? Oh, man. Um, so that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I had brothers, so as I was growing up, I got to play with, like, Ataris and the Sega Genesis systems, um, Sega Master System, because they all left their toys behind. Um, have you ever heard of a system called no. 3DO? God, that kills me, because a lot of people haven't, and I think I'm starting to wonder if it's just a thing that I dealt with or what it was, but there was a system at one point called 3DO. It had games like uh, Soccer Boy and um, Myst, which was a puzzle game, but yeah, I grew up playing a lot of like um, action games and racers and stuff like that, but I remember the 3DO because nobody right. else seems to. <laughs> I remember... <laughs> I'm and sorry. it was like, oh, no, no, no! You're I fine. remember growing up, and I remember my first game system was a Nintendo sixty four. Oh man, that was my first new Dang. system. <laughs> oh yeah, so I remember I, I remember playing um Bio Freaks. Yes, on Did you ever play that so. game on there? <gasps> oh my god, you would be the first person. I've ever spoken to that has played that game. I remember because I remember playing Mario's <laughs> Castle on Nintendo 64. Oh my god, that game was the bane yeah. of my existence. <laughs> oh man. That oh, that one too. Yes, too. yes, yes, yes. My mom played <laughs> that one more. but uh, I had so much fun. <laughs> growing up, I also... I guess I would have been the mom friend. <laughs> Um, growing up, <clears throat> I always played the game called Tarzan. Oh, dude. Okay. And I, what I remember <laughs> of it, it was a very great gaming experience for me. Because you have the stampede you have to run from, and you have to face the cheetah or the leopard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a leopard. The hardest part to beat was Clayton itself. 
man. I, I, I rage quit that game as a kid. I'm not even going to lie. I really did. I was like, nope. Nope. Hell with this. Not doing it. Nope. <laughs> no, speaking of which. But I also rage quit uh, the Lion I didn't even know they made a Lion <laughs> Oh, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. I To this day, I rage quit oh. in like level three. And I'm just, I never went back. And I've at least gone back one time to other games that have <laughs> broke my heart. But <laughs> the Lion yeah. game can suck it. <laughs> now, that, that, that brings me to my next thing. PS2 and PlayStation. What mm. games do you remember playing on those? Oh, man. Like the OG PlayStation mm-hmm. system? <laughs> oh, um... Honestly, on the original PlayStation, I think I spent more time on the GameCube than on a PlayStation. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, oh, what was it? I'm trying to think if, if so I'm trying to remember now if the games that I played, if it was like Donkey Kong and stuff like that, if that, I, like I remember Crash Bandicoot, but I can't remember um, which system I played it on. Oh my God. I'm old. I apologize. My mind's like we're all old. <laughs> Dang. Well, then I'm in. So, <laughs> um, no, um, like I remember for at least PlayStation. Oh man. Um. Oh man, I, I'm I'm feeling really tested here. I know they had um. Was it King of Fighters? I have no clue. Ah, oh, I see. I'm I'm terrible at this. <laughs> so I mean, oh man. Hang on a second. I have a box with this. <laughs> I'm gonna kick myself. <sighs> I literally have a box Uh-oh. sitting in the other room. But, okay, not digging it up. Um, with PlayStation, PlayStation. Yeah, um, I remember Metal that. Solid. I remember what's on there. Um, and oh man, um, oh let's. No, Resident Evil. Yeah, I think it was. The very first game was. Okay, yeah, because that game, you know how long it took me to beat that game? Speaking of which, I mean, you know how long it took me to beat Kingdom Hearts, the very first Kingdom Hearts that came on PlayStation. Oh, my God. But it was so much fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. And then the game my son's named after, Mm -hmm. Legacy of Kane. Um, uh, Chrono Chrono Trigger, well, Chrono yeah. Cross, I think. And uh, I mean, Silent Hill's a classic. <laughs> I haven't played it. Right? with you. Um, the Street Fighter, which I remember, I had to beg my mom for because she's like, "No, that's a violent game." I'm like, "I shoot zombies in Resident now, Evil." And now, you let me- I, there's an argument <laughs> with that. I mean, Street Fighter is a violent game, but it's no near. It's nowhere near. As violent as more combat. Oh, and she got me that no problem because you know Mortal Kombat was an arcade game. It should be okay. I'm like Street <laughs> Fighter woman. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Now, a game I oh, remember okay. playing PS4 or oh, not PS4. My brain's all scrambled right now, but not PS4, but PS PlayStation, <laughs> PS2. My. The games I remember playing, the only games I remember playing on that is Crash Bandicoot, 
and Max Payne. Yes. Oh man. Yes. And to this okay. day, I got Max Payne down on my phone mm-hmm. right now, and I still haven't uh, played it in a while. Wait, you can get it on your... Yeah, you can. Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. All right, I'm getting on the app. <laughs> Give me like five minutes. <laughs> Not until the show's over, Kitty. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, oh, I think it's like $2.99. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Sold. It's now, super I'm going to make both of us feel old right now. <laughs> and it happened to come on the original Xbox. Bring it on. Star <laughs> Wars... Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, you mean the game that I have downloaded on my Xbox One that I, I play with my son? Yes. Yes, I remember that. Game. I mean, I played that. <laughs> I had it downloaded to my phone, too. <clears throat> oh, nice. Now, speaking of which, since we're on Star Wars right now, who would you say your top five favorite characters Oh, God, you can't hit me with that. Star Wars and me have history, okay? <laughs> oh, no, no, well, no, no. It's gone too late now. Oh, no. Um, I know, right? You just had to throw me there. Um, shoot. Well, um, all right, all right. So I got to say, and people might hate me for it. I don't even care. I... Always uh-huh. love Boba, uh, Boba Fett. Always. Um, you know, reasons. R2-D2 for being the only robot that was ever completely bleeped it's out. It's that scream so that he does that uh-huh. makes him my favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that scream is about how I feel sometimes when I'm, you know, going through uh, right. finding things that I'm happy about. <laughs> A new stuffy? Throw the squeal in there. <laughs> Um, now hang on. Are we isolating this to just the movies, or are we putting it also with like any of like any, the now non book stuff? Okay. Um. So then, let me throw in. Um, let me mm. throw in Darth Bane for that one. Um. Darth, so yeah, definitely Darth Bane, and um, from the cartoon. Um, Asajj Ventress, which I hope I said that right. I'm so bad at pronouncing God some names. And of course, I'm going to go with Akbar just because I I scream, it's a trap at least. It's a trap! The infamous (laughs) line from Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Yep. People are, oh, I'm going to go have a baby. Don't do it, it's a trap. (laughs) Bazinga. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Oh my god! No, it was perfect. I love it. But <laughs> now people get to hear my <laughs> idiot laugh. Woo-hoo. But <laughs> one character that we should have got more of from Star Wars, but he got killed off in mm-hmm. Clone Wars. We should have got more Jango Fett. Dude, yes. My God, preach. Preach, but guy, preach. Because... They had to kill him because, you know, 
it would have been, it would made sense because Boba Fett is Jango Fett's son, and he did what he's doing to get revenge, and then mm-hmm. he got swallowed by the mouth in the sand. Yeah, which was also a friggin' Greek tragedy to me. I mean, I know he's supposed to be the bad guy. I don't care. I love the character. Okay, like he could have been. I mean, I mean, I, can, Vader and I, I, I get what you're saying I there. Care. I connect more with the <laughs> Sith than I do the actual heroes. Yep. Yeah, to the I know. I saw that video. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just. Oh God. Yeah. Um, the villain side's always just called to me, and not like it's. It's been like that even since I was right. a kid. My mom would get mad at me because you know she bought me this no white outfit, which was ridiculous when I was a kid and I cried because right. I wanted to be Ursula. Now, um, <laughs> she tried to get Speaking me. Speaking of which, <laughs> that's another topic we're going to have to discuss on the next episode about the controversy about okay. Ariel being uh, skin color. You know... <laughs> And on that one, because they planned on doing a uh, oh, live action, and everybody had a problem with Ariel being black, and I don't want, don't know why. Well, did you see no. the live action one that they did not... already? Okay, so they actually they actually released one. It's not it's not exactly the same as you know the Little Mermaid as in the cartoon version. Not in the sense of how they redid Beauty and the Beast, etc. It's like a little story told off of The Little Mermaid. But I liked it. And even then, I don't know why people freak out about, oh, it's a black mermaid. Have you seen Little Mermaid 1 and 2? Because I saw all kinds of skin colors down there right. when they were waving away at her on the boat. Like, what's, I'm sorry, what's your problem? You're telling me, I, how are you going to judge people right. that are basically half fish? Like, Really, dude? We're talking fictional characters. They could decide to make them neon color, and you wouldn't be able to say ish about it because they're deep sea dwellers. (laughs) For all we know, it's going to end up looking like an angler fish. I'm only bringing this subject up because I remember (laughs) it being so controversial. Now, yeah. People are just silly sometimes. Now, question for you. (laughs) <laughs> now out of all the TikTok videos I've done what is your favorite you can only pick three. Oh, don't do me like this no you're trying I'm to not. out me that's what it is oh I outed myself whatever <laughs> oh man okay oh the three oh man that's not fair Mario that's Bazinga. Not fair at all. Because <laughs> there's way more than three that I looped. <laughs> I mean, th- if I go through my favorites list, I still would have way more right. than three. So, um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me see. Um, all right, hang on. I know what I'm going to do. I am just going <laughs> to pull this up. Look, don't judge me. Okay, so. I'm just going to say categories. Yeah, categories are good. So, number one is the thirst traps because yeah. I need a glass of water. Um, <laughs> number two, 
um, you know, I gotta say, I really liked um, more of the videos where you're doing something funny. Not because I, I mean, I, I love the cosplay, I do, but it's just funny to, and quirky in a way to see something silly happen with a character that's just so yeah. bad. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> like the last one that I that I saw that we talked about with the Beijus. Oh my god. Yep. That one skyrocketed <laughs> to the list of my favorites just because it gave me life. <laughs> you don't understand. It gave me life. <laughs> um oh man. Um no, all time favorite though. Ah, oh, where the heck is it? Okay. Oh man, I you can't make me pick like this, man. Like I'm I'm seriously struggling over here. <clears throat> and you laugh. He oh yeah, I'm going to laugh because it's funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're terrible. Oh, okay. Um God, Queen is gonna <laughs> just wanna choke me for this. Um <laughs> sorry, Queen, I love you. <laughs> so where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I'm literally like you don't understand. 98% of my favorite works includes your face. So <laughs> it's between you, you hush, um, you and um, Centurion and yeah. Shadow, um, Shadow okay. Those are my top three on my favorites list. But you keep putting out well, thirst no. and you're gonna start winning. <clears throat> so let's not do that. Well. <laughs> Oh man, I know it's here. Yeah. Before we get to the main topic of this uh, this episode, um, real quick, are you a Marvel person or DC? Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that will tell you that I don't want to have to choose because okay. I love both sides of it. I've got okay. My collection is over Holy 700 crap. comic books right now. I have to keep them in storage because I don't have anywhere to fit them in my home right now. And when I move somewhere bigger, I'm literally going to have a room just for all my comic stuff. And honestly, it's down the middle on where, you know, I have spawn books. I have, I have, I have a Batman collection. I have a, um, I have an X-Men collection right. and I love them equally. Um, I even, I even have, um, the Leonard Nimoy's, um, series that he put out so i mean i i just i never really got the like it's like with the same with people that say star wars or star trek i mean it depends on what you're into but i i'm still down the middle on it i like aspects of both and i really can't pick a favorite you know stan lee was an amazing dude and i mean that's the next topic we'll talk about in the next episode and hopefully brother battle can join us but uh the next episode, we will be talking about crossover films. Most definitely. Oh, yes. Those are always the best. Yeah. We should talk about crossover comics because watching the Ninja Turtles kick butt with yeah. Batman was one of my favorite things in my childhood. Uh, my favorite <laughs> live action, or well, it's not live action, but cartoon or comic book would be on DC side, The Killing Joke. Yes. That's that's a classic though. Like how can you right. not love that? <laughs> now the vague memory I have of uh I don't remember I which mean, Batman cartoon it is, 
But the vague memory I have is when Joker turned Robin into a like a JJ Jr. Oh my goodness. Yes. So oh man. I think oh man, what what comic was it? I'm trying to remember too. <laughs> but I have to agree. We'll comment back on that subject. I have to agree that Mark Hamilton did a fantastic voice work for the Joker. Mm-hmm. What I really wish they would do is I want right? the Super of Bane. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciate what they did with Bane because it's really hard to bring out a gigantic wrestler. Not really. Um, But, like, Bane was one of my biggest favorite villains of all time. Um, It was, uh, he did the, Mm. the Broken Bat comic. Oh, my friend. When I tell you I bought that and I bought three copies of it, Two to keep like away for saving, and one for me to just continue reading every time I want. Right. Mm. I need, I need, a, I need Bane to get more attention because they did my man wrong. The first time they brought him out, yeah, when he was just a lackey for Poison Ivy. And, I mean, they did good to him in the next set of the series. They did show a lot of his genius, but I want my yeah. Bane with the black and white mask. See, my interpretation of Bane, which is my favorite because they, like you said, they didn't do enough for him when he was a lackey, but it it doesn't have to do with the original design. My favorite interpretation is The Dark Knight Rises by Tom Hardy. I I hope they said that right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tom Hardy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he, as far as portray him, yes. My only problem was the accent. Because Bane, like Bane's backstory, aside from being one of the absolute darkest that I have ever read, which is why I, mm, yes, um, <laughs> he's yeah. from a prison island and Spanish speaking. Where is my Spanish accent? Uh, well, British. I have no clue. He. They, he's a he has a luchador mask for the love of God. Yep. <laughs> Give me my bane. Now the reason why <laughs> that version is my favorite is because Batman really finally got a challenge out of Bane. Mm-hmm. And but that's always the thing with him and Joker. It was always just about the thrill of the chase. At least for Joker, yep. from even for viewers, it was never about. What can Joker do to him now, even though Joker did some messed up stuff? Bane was the first one to actually, yep. quite literally, break him. And oh, I yeah. he broke his back. <laughs> Over his Jesus, knee. I remember that. Like, it was when it first came out in 2012. Man, I mean, I remember that just watching it on the cartoon and just like having to stop. Not another cartoon, sorry, reading the comic. I had to stop, put a bookmark in it, walk right. outside, and then come back. Because if you think you've seen me, like my brain stopped working at that moment, all <laughs> operation ceased. <laughs> I couldn't Jesus. remember how to breathe. <laughs> now, now, here we come with the main event topic of 
this episode, <clears throat> which was requested by MyPie35, and um, I would love to hear about this whole thing. Like, what is it? Like, okay, so happy to help on that one. Um, we're talking about Samhain, which is generally um, it's generally observed from October thirty first to November first. Um, and what it is, I mean, of course, pagans, witches, etc. It's um, the fir- it's a festival marking the end of our harvest season and the beginning of winter, or what some people would say is right. the darker half half of the year. So, you know, it's celebrated on Halloween. A lot of people see it as interchangeable, which is fine because the beauty about being pagan is there's not one way to do it. It's there's different ways. People have their own thing to do with it, but. It is one of the largest festivals, um, or festivals, I guess. It's not the word for it, as far as uh, holidays, I guess, or Sabbaths, however you want to look at it. Um, it's a moment where we believe that basically the barrier between our world and the spirit world breaks down. So it has a lot of commonality with the Day of the Dead tradition. Um, and it also allows us to basically be thankful for, you know, everything we've had during the year you know back in the day would have been for a bountiful harvest for being able to survive the winter now it's you know we're just thankful right. for everything we've had leading up to it um so what questions can i answer for you about well i <laughs> if you have just would like to talk more on the subject than what you told me a, little, a week ago about it like okay. i think you just explained to me what it represents now, where did it come from? What, how did it get started? And what country did it origin in? So, so as far as we know, um, it's an old Gaelic festival. Um, so we're talking like um, Celts, the Celts. So we're talking, you know, over in Europe. Um, it's uh, it is spelled odd. A lot of people say Samhain, some people say Samhain, again, really no wrong way to do it, but it's an old Celtic tradition um, that was celebrated. So with that, um, we're looking at, you know, not, not so much the Nordic, but also um, the old Celts, we're talking Irish, right. Scottish, etc., that area. Um, and you know it's it's one of my uh, favorites because it includes of course, fire. Power. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all most festivals or most like holidays for the pagans too, because it was our way of offering or putting in our offerings to you know our gods and goddesses and the spirits that protect us. Um, like I mentioned to you last time we spoke about it um, on that on our call, is it was. Whenever you have right. Samhain, you have to leave out offerings. It's the same way that the Celts would have done it because it was viewed as you sharing with the spirits and the creatures that helped your harvest happen. You want to keep your land happy. You want to keep, you know, the fairies, the brownies, all of those that would have helped around your home or with your harvest or kept you safe. Basically, you know, here's, you helped me get this. Here's basically right. your your half of it, um, which is how we end up with like jack-o'-lanterns and, you know, the cornucopia that people usually use for like Thanksgiving decoration, etc. 
right. um, the Horn of Plenty, yes, Lord. Um, so it's it's really one of the. I'm trying to think of the right word to say it. Uh, I can't think of the word. I'm completely blank. It's fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, like animal sacrifices, cattle, etc. It was all just to basically keep, you know, the creatures around you and the gods happy with right. you so that you could survive the winter. Because back then, it was all about making it through the cold time when you couldn't grow and when it would, might be harder to get, you know, to hunt, etc. Um, then we get to, like, things like wearing costumes or anything like that. Um, they used to call it guising, I believe. And some people still do it. Other people just, you know, in modern times now, will just do it from home. They have their own altar set up to actually celebrate it. But um, they uh, they also thought that it would bring right. the souls of your family back to you so that they could visit you, so that they could spend time with you and see where your life is and so that you could basically, you know, thank them for their influence in your life and remember yeah. them, which is where it brings in that whole Day of the Dead thing with the offerings being out. In a lot of pagan traditions, right. what is remembered lives if you forget about something that's the only way anything will truly ever die so it's it's a way of just bringing it all together you're bringing in you know life survival right. passing and that afterlife all into one thing um so it's it's one of the biggest holidays yes. i'm actually really glad that my pie asked about it because a lot of people you know just assume oh it's just going around and causing mischief no 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 so that that mischief is supposed to be from those little spirits etc that are out and about looking for their treats that that's the point it's the treats or the offerings right. that would have been left out so well yep <laughs> i'm glad you summed that up for me <clears throat> and i think that's gonna do it for today's episode and uh we got some announcements before we end this episode. Uh, topics for next week, next Saturday, will be crossover. What would happen if Marvel crossed over with DC or something like that? Uh, we're going to discuss the reboot of The Exorcist. And we're going to discuss Ooh. as well about why they would do another It movie, It Chapter 3. I mean, why not? Yeah, why but not? <laughs> there's not another book yet. But we're also going to discuss uh, a possible they should uh, at least bring Darth Maul back. And the last topic of that ep of next week's episode will be Gears of War. We're going to talk about Gears of War next week. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> God. I mean, sorry. Hi. And I get excited. <laughs> with that being said, I love all your faces, and stay tuned for next next Saturday to to hear about those topics and what are our opinions on them. And with that being said, I love all your faces and stay dark. And thank you, Kitty, for being a co-host. Yeah. And I hope to do more episodes me. with you because you're a very fantastic co-host and. 
I think this 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 radio or podcast could go somewhere. I think so too. I, I'm having. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much. So, for uh, love all your faces and remember.